Diocese of Davenport, Vision 2020, Convocation, June 6th through the 8th, 2019, at St. Ambrose University, Davenport, Iowa. Breakout session, a good case of heartburn, practical examples of sharing the faith, Mike Patan, June 7th, 2019. Copyright 2019, Diocese of Davenport. How are you? Are you comfortable? Good, we're going to mess that up. In just a second, I'm going to have you get out of your chair and get out of your table and go meet somebody you don't know. Now, before you get nervous, this is not CatholicMatch.com. What's going to happen is you're going to go to somebody you don't know. Sir, would you please stand up? The first thing you're going to do with the person is you're going to introduce yourself, where you're from, what you do at the church, etc., etc. So who are you? My name is Frank Klima. I'm with uh, Solon and St. Mary's. Awesome. And are you, what are you involved with there? Uh, I'm a parishioner. Good. Very good. I'm Mike, uh, and I live in Louisiana, and I can't keep a job for more than three days. All right. Okay. So. All right. Now, after you've done that, stay here, Frank. After you've done that, what's going to happen is I'm going to give you, we're going to do five rounds of this very quickly, very quickly. And what's going to happen is, is each time I'm going to give a different topic. And you only have 30 seconds with your partner, not 30 seconds for Frank and then 30 seconds for Mike. No, 30 seconds total. I'm going to give you a topic. Frank may have 10 answers. I may have five. That's irrelevant. What is important is the number of answers Frank and I have in common. We're going to demonstrate very quickly in 30 seconds how to do this. This is not your first topic. This is just a demonstration. Frank, our topic is, in your entire life, kinds of pets that you've had in common. Dogs? Yes, I've had a dog. Rabbits? I've had a rabbit. Cats? Yes. Hamsters? Yes. Goldfish? Yes. Turtles? Yes. Birds? Birds, yeah, birds. Uh, uh, have you ever had a chicken? No chickens. Uh, have you ever had a pig? No pigs. Oh, then you're a communist. All right, uh, let's see what we got there. <laughs> Time's up. Time's up. Frank and I had seven. I'm going to say switch. Frank's going to go find a partner. I might come to Lee. Let's pretend Lee and his partner had like 12 in common. I only had seven with Frank. We'll introduce ourselves, and then Mike will give us a new topic. And then when Lee and I start sharing, Lee would continue his count from 12. I would continue my count from seven. And we're going to do five quick rounds of that. And whoever does the best at the end, there's prizes. No, I want to motivate you, you see. There's prizes, you see. So, now, yeah, that's not Vicks Vapor Rub, but thank you for playing along, all right? All right, so, so look at me. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. This is going to be very quick, and these are going to be such easy questions. You should just relax, okay? This is just to mingle and get the energy in the room a little bit going. So, everybody stand up. You're going to leave the security of your table and find somebody else. You've got 15 seconds to find somebody else. I'll tell you what to talk about. Hurry up, find somebody and introduce yourself. If you can hear me, clap once. See, isn't that nicer than saying shut up? <laughs> All right, here's what I'd like you to talk about for 30 seconds. Places outside the state of Iowa that both of you have ever been in your life. Ready, set, go. And time is up. Time is up. All right? Remember the number you had in common. Thank your partner. Switch. Meet somebody new. I'll tell you what to talk about. Switch.
is your next topic. Within the last month of your life, within the last month, foods which both of you have eaten in common. Ready, set, go. And time is up. Please stop. All right. If you had five in the first round and three in the second, you have eight. You're always building on your count, always building. Thank your partner and switch. Here we go. Now, this category may be one where you score the least, but don't panic. Ready? Within the last year of your life, either TV shows or movies that you might have seen in common, the news, the Super Bowl, whatever, TV, uh, streaming, movie, any of those things in the last year. Ready, set, go. Time's up. Thank your partner. And switch. Two more rounds. Two more. Come on. All right. Get ready. In your entire life, games or sports, board games, card games, video games, sports, anything in your whole life that you've both played. Ready, set, go. Up. All right. Everyone, please commit to memory the subtotal you have right now, because we only have one round left. Remember it. Get it in there, all right? Now, everybody, please raise your right hand and repeat after me. I. I. State your name. <laughs> Hereby promise. To tell the truth. Or bad things will happen to me. All right, put your hands down. Here's why I make you take the oath. I was talking to the organizers. I said, hey, I want to do a crowd breaker. They said, what do you have in mind? I said, blah, blah, blah. I said, well, why are you going to do that? I said, well, I want people to get, in, I want to see what energy I have, blah, blah, blah. And they said, well, what are you going to do? I said, I want to give them prizes. So here's the deal. You've been through four rounds. We only got one round left. It doesn't matter if your number is low right now or high. If you do well in the last round, you could win this thing. If you finish in second place, you will win a candlelight dinner for two anywhere in the diocese that you choose. All right, hang on. Yeah, all right, here we go. Watch this. And grand prize is a brand new state-of-the-art iPad. All right, so I'm just letting you know. All right, so wait a minute. Now take a quick glance. Take a quick glance around the room. <laughs> You want to find somebody for the final round who you believe is mentally creative. Oh. <laughs> and switch. I'll tell you what to talk about. Switch. Come on, find somebody. Find somebody. All right. Here we go. Listen carefully. I'll tell you the final topic, but I'll give you an example of what's allowed and what's not allowed. Listen, it's an easy topic, very easy. Your final topic is everything you and your partner have in common, but not physical. So you can't say, uh, we both have two legs. Uh, you can't do that. But you could do stuff like this. Uh, you like corn? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you've been Catholic all your life? Yeah. You can count stuff like that, but you can't do two eyes to you. Okay, all right. Sorry. Third question. Can we say we live in Iowa? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody gets one more point. Big deal. Everybody gets one more point. Yes, you can. Ready, set, go.
Please stop. Now, let's see how well you did as a group. Ready? How many of you in all five rounds had more than 30 points? Keep your hands high if you had more than 40 points. If you had more than 50 points, keep them high. If you had more than 60, keep them high. How many did you have? 69 plus 8. It's 77. 77. How many did you have? 77? Okay, I tell you what. The two of you come up here. The rest of you have a seat. Two of you come up here. Come up here. Come up here. Stand right here. No, that's good. That's good. That's good. That was a big winner. Oh, that'll help. That'll help. All right. Okay. Now, all right. All right. Now, uh, all right. Do you know how to do rock, paper, scissors? All right. Get ready. We're going to do rock, paper, scissors. So one will get first. Y'all playing each other. So whoever wins. Uh, we'll get the uh, iPad and the other one will get the candlelight dinner. All right, so y'all playing each other. So we do rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Okay, ready? Now y'all playing against each other. Can we put a finger up or what? You, you, you either do rock. Okay, rock. Or you do scissors. Okay. Or you do paper. Okay. So you do one, two, three, and you do one of those. I don't care which one you do. Okay, ready? Rock, rock beats scissors. Scissors cuts paper. Paper covers rock. So that's the pecking order. Just trust me. I'll, you just do it. Ready? Ready? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Scissors cuts paper. You win the iPad. You win the candlelight dinner for two. All right. All right. Now watch. Here we go. We had to explain rock, paper, scissors to settle the tie. But watch this. All right. So we'll start with uh, our second place winner. Tell everybody your first name and what church you're from. Luann, Divine Mercy Parish in Burlington. Awesome. Awesome. And do you remember of the five categories where you might have scored your most points? <laughs> Very well. Visiting states. Visiting states. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. 48 in common. Awesome. 48 in common. All right. Awesome. Well, you uh, had two that I didn't have. Okay. All right. Well, let's talk about this, though. All right. Uh, so, uh, second place, candlelight dinner for two. Now, I'm not going to hold you to the first thing that comes to your mind, but if I, if I, if I really push the issue and said, uh, off the top of your head, and, and you're not going to have to go there, but off the top of your head, you could have a candlelight dinner anywhere you wanted in the diocese. Is there any thought that comes to mind? Just off the top of your head. The Drake in Burlington. The Drake in Burlington. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, we're gonna, you don't have to go there per se, but we're going to give you that. But I don't know if you've heard there have been some budget cuts in the church. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're going to honor it. We're going to do exactly what we said. We're going to give her a candlelight dinner for two. Here's two birthday candles anywhere you want to have supper. There you go. It's a candlelight dinner for two. There you go. All right, all right, now, tell everybody your, tell everybody, hey, there you go, stay here, tell everybody your first name and what church you're from. Well, Tom Spiegel, I'm a retired priest, Oskaloosa, Iowa, St. Mary's. Awesome, all right, thank you, Father. All right, now, uh, uh, and you scored your most well, points in the States? Uh, naming the states, that's where you got most of your points? Well, yeah, we, we didn't all name all, but we... Well, you knew you had been to 48. Okay, awesome. Well, that's awesome. Now, you can do a lot of research on the states with the iPad. Do you have your own iPad? No. No, we're going to give you a brand new state-of-the-art. Yeah, but... I can hardly wait. No. <laughs> no, there have been some budget cuts, but we're going to do it. Look, it's, it's a gauze pad. Put it on your eye. It's an iPad, I promise. There it is right there. There's a brand new iPad. Thank you very much. There you go. Thank you. 
I do the crowd breaker for two reasons. One, to warm you up. Two, to see what kind of energy I work with in the morning. But the third reason is, and it's a very common reason and an important reason that I talked about yesterday. The name of the crowd breaker, which I didn't originate, but I wish I had. The name of the crowd breaker is called It's a Small World. Because look, let me tell you something. If I come to a workshop like this, don't ask me to go meet somebody new. If you ask me to meet somebody new, I'm going to punch you in the throat with the love of Jesus. Because I really am. I really am a big introvert. Tell me what you got to tell me and let me go about my business and I'm going to leave. I don't want to meet nobody new. You know why? Because I'm an eighth grade boy at heart. I'm still a very insecure person and I want to know I'm like you and that's okay. And I want to know I can be different than you and that's okay. But watch what happens. In five quick rounds of 30 seconds, I have 30 or 40 or 60 or 77 things in common with somebody else. And when we talk about the difficulties of sharing our faith, this is not a merit badge competition. Who's holier than the next? Whose parish is better than the next? Everybody in here struggles with this notion of evangelizing. So that's what we're going to talk about. The title of the workshop quite simply is A Good Case of Heartburn. And the reason I titled that is because of the Emmaus story. Were not our hearts burning within us? That's a good case of heartburn. See, that's what I'll, how can we have a good case of heartburn? How can we remain on fire for our faith? But why don't we start the most powerful way I know? In the sign of our faith, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and enkindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and you will renew the face of the earth. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit did instruct the hearts of the faithful, grant that through the same Holy Spirit we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in the Spirit's consolations. Through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. Uh, the new evangelization. We're going to talk, and, and this is what... See, yesterday was a, uh, a keynote, you see? I, I did. I, I did most of the. I, I did most of the heavy lifting. This is called a workshop. You have two tasks. Can you guess what they are? Work and shop. That's it. That's what you got to do. You got to work and you got to shop. It's a garage sale. It's a rummage sale. We're gonna throw a bunch of stuff out. Most of it might be trash. You might get a treasure out of it. I don't know. There's not. Every, I can't do everything in 45 minutes, so we're not gonna try. You see? All right. And my job is to do what my daddy said I do well. He goes, boy, you remind me of an Evan Rude motor on a cesspool. <laughs> you just like to stir crap up, don't you? That's what you do. And that's, that's, I believe that's my job. So we're going to talk about the new evangelization. There was a priest who was on fire with the new evangelization. And so he's going to go to his new parish, and he decided every house... Baptist, Lutheran, Catholic, atheist, it did not matter. He would knock on the door and introduce himself. I'm the new priest at such and such. I don't know if you've been hurt by the church. I don't know what your status is, but if there's anything myself and my community can do for you, you let me know, blah, blah, blah. Very nice gesture. 
But if, he, if you weren't home, he'd leave his business card on the door. And on the back of his business card with his name and title and all that stuff, on the back he would write a scriptural notation. Revelations 3 dot dot 20. Now I don't have the scripture memorized, but if you go look that up, Revelation 3.20 is the famous scripture verse, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. <laughs> now I thought that was clever. I thought it was brilliant. It makes you go look something up in the Bible. It was brilliant till two weeks later the priest is going through his collection plate when all of a sudden he sees his business card, flips it over on the back, and in his handwriting he sees Revelation 3.20. Somebody in pencil wrote underneath Genesis 3 dot dot 10. And the priest didn't know it from memory, so he went and looked it up and he said, I heard your voice, but I was naked, so I hid myself in the garden. <laughs> You got to be careful. You got to be careful. We got to be careful when we use scripture. All right. All right. So look at here. Basically what this workshop is, and it is, we're going to do a little working and shopping and talking together. Um, but before we start, I'm going to ask you some questions. Uh, uh, and, and I need you to be frank and quick and honest because we don't have a ton of time, but let's just talk straight up honest. I got something prepared for you. I do. I actually have notes and everything. But the truth of the matter is I don't want to waste your time. So I'd really rather talk about what you want to talk about to tell you the truth. So when you saw the title, uh, what made you want to come here or another way of framing the same question is, what would you like to cover? What are your expectations for this short amount of time we have today? What would you like to cover today? What would you like to cover? What would you like to talk about? Ma'am. Infection. I want to spread it. Infection? it's called the flu all right uh how to spread it how to spread it okay all right other people no right or wrong what would you like to talk about sir simple practical ways that we can evangelize whether it be working with first communion students families especially from the keynote this morning that made me wonder how i can accompany people and evangelize the people that we have okay mm -hmm. yes bridging the gap between the baby boomers and Gen X and Gen Y or whatever because that's how we're going to get to them. All right. How do we do that with an older parish? How do you move people away from we've always done it this way? Yeah. You see, and, and, and yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Hi. Um, the question that just is so important to me is how to overcome that sense of unworthiness. I'm not perfect. Who's going to listen to me? Who, who's going to really care what I have to say? I'm not a sister or... Mm -hmm. Sure. 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 I just feel um, inept to do the job. I'm going to answer that question right now really short. I'm going to answer that question really short and kind of flippant. Um, years ago, a good friend of mine who was also a presenter, called me up. She goes, you're not going to believe this. They asked me to present at such and such university on such and such a topic. And I can't believe they would pick me. Why would they pick me? Da, 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 da. So I tried to talk her nerves off the ledge, so to speak. And here's how you might prepare and this, that, and the other. Da, 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 da. And so I gave her some tips. And a month later, I called her back. I said, Lisa, how did it go? She goes, Mike, it was phenomenal. I said, oh, great. Did you use some of the stuff I gave you? She goes, no, not at all. <laughs> 
And I said, well, what was the difference? Listen to her answer. She was a very holy person. She truly was. And ordinary. But listen to her answer. She said, I had the wrong focus. I said, what do you mean? She goes, I was focusing on me. I'm not worthy. Who am I? I'm not educated. I, I'm not the greatest speaker. I'm not a storyteller. I'm not a humorist. I'm not a this. I'm not a that. I realized I had the wrong focus. I was focusing on who am I? Who is he for me not to tell them about him? I like it. Look at me. I, 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 first of all, all them things you just asked me to talk about, Guess what? We ain't going to talk about them, but at least I know who I'm disappointing. Okay, all right, all right, so. No, I like to know who I'm disappointing. No, we're going to try to do a couple of practical things, but I need your help first. You've already given me one of the answers. Uh, at your table, very quick-like, I'm going to give you about two to three minutes. I'd like you to make a list at your table, uh, and you don't have to write them down. I'm just curious, just a short conversation, two to three minutes. Why don't most ordinary good Catholics like us do better at it. I know we're doing it. I know we're doing it. Why don't most good Catholics like us, the pew goers, the people we love, the people we go to church with all the time, why don't we do a better job at spreading the faith? What is it that, that makes it difficult or hard for us to do it? That's what I want you to talk about for about two, three minutes. That's it. All right? Go to work on that. Two, three minutes. Why don't most good Catholics, why don't, why, why not? All right, gang. Come on back. Come on back. All right, I don't want the whole list. I don't want the entire list. Just quick hands. I want a quick smattering of short, very short reasons. Let's make a little list of reasons why people don't, why good Catholics just don't do it. Go. Well, whenever we try, we usually get rejected pretty often. Sometimes, now watch this. Let me go back to my Vicks Vapor Rub image yesterday. My job is to share it with you. My job is not to make sure you use it. See, now watch this. If I go to a restaurant and there's a new dessert, I don't get a kickback. I don't get a kickback from Vicks for doing the talk I do yesterday. Then tell me, why would I bother telling people about Vicks if I don't get any kickback from it? Why? 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 Because you really Number one, because it really works. It makes a difference. And number two, I don't want you to suffer. So I offer it. Not everybody's going to take it. This week I had to go to my doctor for something kind of minor. I went to my doctor. He goes, I really suggest you get off of caffeine. I'm like, Thank you for your suggestion. <laughs> Appreciate you, doc. He, and he did. He said, I suggest. And let's try that because it, it might help your situation. But there's going to be people who aren't ready who don't. But we can't not. How many of us have said, oh, you ought to try this diet. Oh, you ought to try this supplement. Oh, you ought to try this. And we're like, eh. But when something really works and we believe in it, we share. But you're right. We're scared. And we're scared we fail because they told us no. There were a lot of people in the scripture who told Jesus no. And I've, I hope that there, for example, the rich young man told Jesus, no, he wasn't ready to go follow him and sell everything. I believe they met somewhere else. It's just not recorded in the scripture. For some people, and look at this, look at me in the face, look at me in the face. This is very important. No doesn't mean never. No just means maybe not now. 
So, so, so trying and failing is not the issue. And look at me, I'm going to say something really important and really hard for us to hear. And I'm saying it to myself more than I'm saying it to you. The scandal will not be the end of the Catholic Church. People like you and me quit inviting and sharing and spreading. That will be the end of the Catholic Church. Look at me. I'm not proud of scandal. I'm not proud of criminal. I'm not proud of sinful at all. But if I let my fear... See, and that's where the enemy has his nasty hands. If I let the fear... And that's what the wonderful priest from this diocese told me. He goes, we've been living in fear for so long, it's time for us to move out of fear into bold. Those days of fear are over. It's there. We're dealing with it. We're dealing with it the best way we know how. We're moving. Jesus is still Jesus. Huh? Give me some other answers. I'm sorry I went off on that tangent. You don't have any answers for the question. And you heard what Katie said. I don't know, but give me time to look it up. My brothers, I need y'all to imagine. I want y'all to give you a visual, okay? I'm from Louisiana. My brothers, imagine the cast of Duck Dynasty <laughs> met the Sons of Anarchy. That's my brothers. Afterwards, stick around. I'll show you a photo. My brothers, good men with some faith and a belief in a God. Church, not no more. Not for years. Most of us have family members like that, I'm sure. But they're funny. They come up to me. Hey, you still doing that thing with God and people? <laughs> yeah. We got a question for you. I'm like, a chance to evangelize my family. <laughs> this was the question. Hey, you think if Jesus' apostles had been ranchers instead of fishermen, we could eat meat on Friday? It's <laughs> a great question. <laughs> or, or, like, you, you'll go somewhere. I'll go get my hair cut. Hey, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm a Catholic speaker. Hey, how come St. Christopher ain't a saint no more? Not my department. <laughs> I don't, I'm not a walking Catholic encyclopedia. I don't know, but let me find out and let me get back to you because your curiosity is a good thing. The famous French theologian Paul Claudel, one time speaking in the voice of God, said, The fact that you seek me through your questions is already proof that I have found you. So look at me, when people question, even if it's combative, listen to Katie's story about how the deacon handled her. He, he, he may have never heard of Paul Claudel, but he knew the mind of Paul Claudel, who said, ah, the questions, your brain's working. God's got his hooks in you. And he's going through your brain, not your heart. Let's play with that for a while. See? It's okay not to know. I, look, I have, I'm, I'm not bragging. I got, I got an undergrad degree in religion and I got a master's in pastoral studies and it's amazing how much I don't know. It's amazing how much I don't know. But like Katie says, I'm not going to make something up and mislead somebody. Jesus had some very strong words that you better have a millstone around your neck if you're going to mislead somebody. Yep. Some other obstacles. Why don't people do the faith? Quick, 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 quick. What, what else did you talk about? How come people don't do the faith? How come people don't... 
Yeah, I'm scared to tick somebody off. I'm just scared to tick somebody off. Or upset them. Or drive them away. Or in this land of political correctness, you know, separation, church, and state. All that stuff. Again, a fear. A fear. All right, now, you don't get to go to your small groups. Short answers. Ready? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Get ready. Here's the question. Okay, I understand why it's hard to do it. I don't know enough. I'm not worthy enough. I got all the reasons. Why should we? What's the benefits of faith? Go. No, no, that's not the answer. My question is, what's the benefit of faith? Why, why, why should you and I even bother to share? I know why we shouldn't. I know why we shouldn't. You just explained why we shouldn't. I'm not asking how to get over it. My question is, why should we? What's the big deal? I'm alive. I'm alive. Jesus told us to. It could change your life. It could change your life. It leads to eternal life because eventually my body's going to go, but something else is. It's, uh, what happens then? Gives you peace. It it gives ben- peace. yeah, it gives peace. It's true. It's true. Growth and joy. Growth and joy. Teaches you how to live. Teaches you how to live. I prefer to think that I'm God's gift to somebody else, and I, I owe it to give it to somebody. It's been given. What what you have received as a gift, give as a gift. To whom much is given. Much is required to give it away. There is no greater love than to lay down your life. So, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. And, and you know the answers. There's no one right answers, but you know it. And listen, to, look, I asked what the obstacles were. I got three hands. I asked why we should do it. I got 18 hands. Let's talk about how to. Let's talk about how to. I'm going to give you two or three things in like 27 minutes, and, uh, less than 27 minutes, and we're just going to do it as quick as we can. Let me give you some how-tos. How many of you... Uh, you know somebody right now who's struggling. It doesn't matter what. Physically, emotionally, uh, 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 relationally. Uh, you know, how many of you know somebody who's struggling? Most of us do. How many of you, whether it's a churchgoer or not churchgoer, whatever it is, a co-worker, da, da, da. How many of you have ever pulled this lovely phrase out your pocket when you know they're going through something? I'll pray for you. How many of you have ever done that? How many of you have ever done that? How many of you have ever done that? Most of us in here. I'd like to give us another way to handle that situation. There's a very famous comedian, an African-American comedian named Hannibal Burris, who I love, who's funny and irreverent. But Hannibal Burris says, when you say I'll pray for you, what the hell do you mean? That don't seem like you're doing much. Why don't you go make me a sandwich? At least a sandwich would help me, huh? What do you mean you're going to pray for me? Now watch. I'd like to change that by doing one little thing differently. I'm about to give you a three-step formula, and two of the steps will fail. You can use this with your son or daughter who has left the church. You can do this with your brother or sister who is anti-Catholic. You can do this with somebody you work with who doesn't believe in the existence of a God. It doesn't matter. You can use this. This is how to bring God into any conversation. Two of the three steps are going to fail miserably. The third step never fails. And I'm willing to bet money. It never fails. All right, here we go. All right, so I'm going to give you a corny example with one of the toughest audiences I know. She's 26 now. I'm going to use my 16-year-old daughter who could manufacture drama more than Betty Crocker could manufacture cake mix. Okay? (laughs) 
One day she'd come home from school. <laughs> By the way, for those people who are listening to this on the tape, you should have been here or you wouldn't have heard me scream like that. All right, there we go. All right. She'd come home. Ah! I'm like, what's wrong? She said, <gasps> Brad broke up with Ashley. I'm like, good, I never liked that chick. <laughs> she's, like, <laughs> she's like, Dad. I'm like, all right. But, and now I'm being cynical. I'm like, hey, no offense, but uh, the world revolves around you. I don't see why you're so upset. This will have nothing to do with you. She goes, Dad, don't you understand? When one of my friends hurt, I hurt. I'm like, well, I, I don't like your choice of friends, but I do admire your loyalty. I've got to say that for you. Three steps. Here comes step number one. I can see that this has you in a tough spot. Have you talked to God about it? Introduce the, introduce the notion. Have you talked with God? Have you brought this to God? My daughter's reaction. You are so weird. Why can't you just be like a normal dad? Normal dads do other stuff. What's wrong with you? I have struck out. Strike one. Here comes step number two. Now I'm going to stay with me. Would you like to talk to God about it right now with me? Now, before I tell you her reaction, which you can guess, suppose somebody told you yes. What would you do? I'd like to share with you what I do. That doesn't make it right. It is not a time for preaching. It is not a time for advice giving. It is a time for 15 seconds. And here's, if, if you and I said, I hear, you know, my son and daughter don't practice anymore and it breaks my heart. You sound restless about this. You have concerns about this. Have you brought it to God? No. Would you like to talk to God about it right now? Why, yes. I'm going to say a prayer for about 15 seconds and then I'm going to say amen. If you have something to add, go ahead. If not, say amen and I'll know we're both done. Father, you can feel a mother's love and a sense of helplessness. She's concerned for her children who are going through this tough time. You alone can fix it. Please give strength and grace to both of them. We trust you. Amen. See, and a lot of people ain't going to have nothing to say because they ain't got the words, but they'll, they'll be amen. And Jesus said, where two or three are gathered in my name, huh? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So you, you're tracking, okay? My daughter's reaction. Would you like to talk to God about it with me right now? Why couldn't I get a normal dad? You're such a freak! <laughs> I'm like, yes, and it's genetic. <laughs> I am zero for two. Step three never fails. For those of you who are writing it down, I'll go slow and I'll repeat it. Get ready. Here comes step three. Well, Megan, this matters to you. And you matter to me. So I will bring it to God for you. This matters to you. You matter to me. 
I will bring it to God for you. Do you see what just happened there? What's the difference between I'll pray for you and what I just said? Help me out and think about Katie Prejean. What do you think, what do you think the difference is? You took time with it and listened to her? Took time and listened and you matter to me. Care. Care is expressed. And I would throw in there for you, the image I'd like to use is the, 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 a Jesus image, a parable, the Good Samaritan. When I hear somebody talking about a job problem, a family problem, a health problem, uh, uh, I hate my staff members on the parish that I work with, that, 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 I don't care what it is, there's a restlessness, they got beat up, they need somebody to pay attention. The priest passes by, the Levite passes I ain't got time. I'm a Samaritan. I'm on my way to Jericho, but I can tell you're restless. I don't have the solution. I am not a doctor, but you got mugged, and I can't ignore that you're spiritually mugged. Something's wrong on the inside. So I'm going to stop, and I'm going to give care. And I'm going to bring you to somebody who can cure it. But sometimes God uses our care to help cure. That little line, this matters to you, you matter to me, I'll bring it to God, that just changes the game a little bit. But like the good Samaritan, I get them to the hotel, I get them to God, but I'm going to come back and check on them. I'm going to come back in three or four days or call or text, how you feeling? I'm still bringing you to God. See, now look at me. You don't have to be a preacher. You don't have to be a, a theologian. You don't have to have a scripture knowledge. You and I can do this, but we got to try it as awkward as it is. And the first time you're going to forget the formula. Relax. It don't have to be the exact words. There's no one formula. How do you show your care instead of just saying, I'll pray for you? That changes the game just a little bit. You see? How many of you in here have sons or daughters who've left the church? My daughter has gone and come back and gone and come back and she'll probably go and come back some more. So please don't think just because somebody's a speaker that, oh, their life perfect and everything. Holy, 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 ho, ho, ho. No, I'm not the son of God. Just like John the Baptist, there's the Lamb of God. Don't look at me. I'm an idiot. What do we do? First of all, you parents, look at me in the face. This is very important. I want you to hear this. You did your job. You did your job. When you sit down with Jesus, I don't think, when I sit with Jesus, he's going to be like, well, how did Megan turn out? What's her mass attendance like? <laughs> I don't think my salvation depends on that. But I do think he's going to say, did you keep loving her even when she was... Did you love her like I love you when you're an idiot? And kept drinking caffeine? <laughs> Our children are not extensions of our self-esteem. God gave them free will and we scaffolded them the best way we knew and we raised them to make choices. I'm going to share with you a story from a theologian and a writer. And then I'm going to share with you another three-phase thing to do with our own children who've left the church very quickly. John Shea is a writer. 
And John Shea takes one of Jesus' parables and quotes it word for word, and he uses this with parents a lot. He quotes it word for word from the Bible, and then he adds a line that's not in the Bible that changes the whole story, but it's phenomenal. The story is, there was a shepherd who had a hundred sheep, and one of them left. What does the shepherd do? Goes, gets them, and brings them back. Word for word from the Bible, Shea quotes it. And then at the end of the passage, here's what, here's what Shea does. And no matter how many people urged that shepherd otherwise, the shepherd never nailed up that hole in the fence. <laughs> what does he mean? He means they had to wander. Some of you have seen the t-shirt, All Who Wander Are Not Lost. I'm telling this story and I'm telling the con in the context of working with parents who are just heartbroken because we want our children to have eternal life. We want to know we did our job before God as parents. Those are all great motives. And I don't want to disconnect those, but the Catholic guilt we have on top of it is just insane. And the challenge is, I think, and I'm going to give you the Patan 3 thing in a second, but I, I think the thing is, is do we keep loving and caring for? Do we keep loving and caring for? So for example, I've done my job, but what do I do now? See, because I want my daughter to like Rocky Road, i.e. Catholic. I want my daughter to like that. But if my daughter likes Sherbert and she's finding God somewhere else in a community and practicing, especially in a Christian faith, I got to trust God. I have to trust God. There's a difference between quality control and detail control. You see, I want her to like Rocky Road, but if she picks something else, I, my wife and I, we did our job. So let me tell you the Patan three things when it comes to our own children. Or you know people in your parish who are struggling with this. Ready? When the children leave, it's the pits. P-I-T-S. But I'm only using the first three letters. P-I-T. You ready? Here's our job. P stands for pray. Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying. If you don't know the story of St. Monica and St. Augustine, it's a great story. Monica was the mother of Augustine. Augustine tried everything and over indulged in everything in his day and she kept praying and praying. I'm not saying if you and I keep praying they're going to come back to the church but we don't quit bringing them to God. Capiche? We don't quit bringing them to God because they were God's first. And if we love them as intensely as we do, how much more does the Father love? P stands for pray. And use the little prayer formula I gave you on the first part with them for that. I stands for invite. Keep inviting. No lecture. And do me a favor. Don't do this. The only thing I want for Mother's Day, don't buy me nothing. If y'all would just come to Mass. That's our Jewish roots that are coming through. That Jewish Catholic guilt. You know that? Invite. Hey, uh, we, we, still, we still get a lot out of going. And... We, I, Father gives some, and the deacon gives some really great homilies, and 
if you'd like to, we're leaving at 9, and we'll stay around the back till about 9.55, and that way you can sit with us. And afterwards, we're going for coffee, donuts, lunch. <laughs> no lecture. Remember what I said, the church won't die because of da 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 the church will because we quit inviting. Let them give you the eye roll. As long as the lecture's not attached, a simple invitation is okay. When the lecture's attached, then you deserve what you get. They know what you believe. They know how strongly you believe it. And they know how strong your desire is to have them back. It doesn't make you less than a good Catholic. Be careful. Katie, Katie had a line in her talk that I wrote down that was real powerful toward the end about mentors. Someone who is confident without judgment. You ain't the judge, parent. Somebody else is the judge. And look, I'm not preaching to you right now. I'm preaching to myself. Alright? So, P-I-T, trust, trust, trust. They are God's. They are in the hand of God and He knows. At some point, we have to surrender being the general manager of the universe. Somebody else has that job. All right. Let me, let me go to another one real quick. Like, uh, how, how, do I, how do I deal with the younger generation? Uh, how do I deal with people when I don't know how to start a conversation? You know, uh, after a talk one time, somebody came up, a teenager came up, Mr. Mike, you're so cool. I'm like, no, man, I was a nerd at 17. I just got 42 years of practice being a 17-year-old nerd. You know, I'm not cool. Somebody pulled me aside because, yeah, I, I, I'm still working with teenagers, but, man, 59 years old, I mean, how much longer are they going to want Grandpa to talk, you see? And so, you know, I do. I start worrying about that. And I meet a lot of people like, I'm not relevant. I don't, I don't know their games. I don't know whatever. And a young adult woman about Katie's age a couple years ago pulled me aside. She goes, do you know what they mean when they say that? I said, no. She goes, you do know you're not cool. I'm like, yeah, I'm very, I'm very aware. I'm very aware. I'm very aware. My daughter tells me every day. All right. Uh, I don't know if this is the definition, but what the young woman said next just floored me because I think there's something really powerful in it. She goes, you seem to be comfortable with who you are. And that gives them permission to be comfortable with who they are around you. Katie was right. They don't just need young college people around them. They need silver, bald. They need middle. They need, they need all. But that comfortable, again... Confident without judgment. Huh? So, but Mike, I don't even know where to start. I don't even know. I'm going to give you a little formula. Write it down. You ready? Uh, we're going to have to modify it a little bit, but I like it. Wheats. I know we're in corn country, but let's go wheats. W-H-E-A-T-S. You don't know how to small talk with somebody? You don't know how to small talk with somebody? Wheats. W. Where you from? Who's your daddy? In other words, where are you connected? Who, who, who are you with? Who's your family? W. Where are you from? Alright? H. Now this one will need some work because you can't use this word anymore with young people. But H. Hobbies. 
What do you like to do for fun? What do you do when you're not in school? See, if we use the word hobbies with teenagers, they're like, huh? <laughs> e, entertainment. Hey, uh, what do you watch? What do you listen to? Look, they play games I've never even heard of. I don't know what Fortnite is. I don't know half that stuff, but look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Hey, America. <laughs> What's more important for evangelization, and Katie said it, but I'm going to give you a simple phrase that makes it a little more crystal. It's more important that you're interested than you're interesting. It is more important that you are interested than interesting. Let Jesus be interesting. The Jesus in you. The Jesus that cares. The Jesus that's meet people where they are. So E, entertainment. 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 A, acquaintances. Who's your friends? Who you hang out with? Now look at me. Please don't use this like the Gestapo do as a questioning. Okay, I'm on W. What's next? H. No. You just pick one and you just see where it goes. And if you don't remember, then you go to some other one. You don't have to do the whole alphabet, you see. T. Travel. Where's your favorite vacation you ever took? If you could go anywhere in the world and money was no object, where would you like to go? See, people, you heard what Katie said, big introvert? People talk about themselves. If you know how to open the door a little bit. It's a small world after all. Look at the questions I asked you. Where have you been? What foods have you eaten? What were your favorite TV shows or movies that you've watched in the last year? What games did you play? Uh, what do you have in common? Hmm? All right, so W-H-E-A-T-S, school. How school? What's your favorite subject? If you could get rid of any subject in school, what would it be? Da -da -da, that kind of stuff. Here's another one if you don't know how to start a conversation. Hey, uh, how was... On a scale of 1 to 10, how was school this week? No matter what answer they give you, you got a follow-up question. On a scale of 1 to 10, 1 low, 10 high, how was school this week? 8. Oh, what happened so well? I made an A, and I got a college acceptance letter. I'm like, that's a great week. On a scale of 1 to 10, how are things at home this week? Negative 12. Okay, Satan, tell me what happened. Uh... <laughs> Katie, Katie's right. This is, this, it's, it's not new, but if we learn how to ask good questions and do good small talk, we don't have to be theologians or holier than thou. Interested. I, I don't care how much theology you know. I really don't. I don't care if you can quote Genesis 3. Da, da, da. I can't quote the Bible. First, 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 first scripture quote I learned. 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 23. Stop drinking water only and take a little wine for the good of your stomach and your frequent illnesses. <laughs> I use the scripture to my advantage. You see? <laughs> Interested. I, I don't know their TV shows. I don't know. I've never seen a Netflix anything. I don't know what Hulu is. But I'll ask questions. What's the main point of Game of Thrones? I, I've never watched it. Cool. It sounds like good versus evil. Do you have a favorite character? I don't know much about it. What appeals to you? It, 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 just to start a conversation. And look at me. This is not just for teenagers. 
This is for farmers. These are for, this is what Katie said. These are for people in our pews that we see every week but never talk to. Because we can share the faith once we know the depth and the pain and the hunger. It's almost like the youth minister saying, you got the croup, what have you tried? <laughs> I'm restless. I, I, I can't find peace. I can't find joy. I can't find... You know what? I kind of have the same thing, but I get a certain feeling of peace when I go and I, I go to confession and I get it off my chest. Or I, I, get, I get a certain peace when I go a few minutes before and have a little bit of quiet and then I listen to the readings and we got a pretty good priest and there's a good homily. Why don't you think about coming with me? Oh, no, that's not really my thing. It's all right. And there's some people, if you ask them, were you ever a faith person? Was it in your family? And you take the time to listen to their story. You might find out somebody hurt them. You find out somebody hypocritical, wacka like a ding dong. You find out they just fell out of practice and they just needed somebody to say, come with me. Well, I don't know the words. We'll get a missalette. You sit next to me. You don't worry. You sit next to me on the wall side where you don't worry if people are looking at you. We'll kneel at the same time. Don't you worry about it. And if you're uncomfortable, you let me know. You tap me. We're out. I can make Mass again next week. It's not just about getting them back. It's letting them know that the body of Christ, us, are trying to care. Of course I want them back. I'm not stupid, huh? But until they know we care, they ain't coming. Because they have wounds and hurts and, and stuff. Katie named it all perfectly well. I'm just trying to give you some, some simple ones. And I got like no minutes left. Um, I... Yeah, I wish I had all the answers. If I had all the answers, our churches would be full. All I know is, if ordinary people started doing some of these things, I think we'd be a little bit better off. Join me in the most powerful way I know, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God, I thank You for these good people. I thank You for their belief in You. Most importantly, I thank You for Your love and belief in us. Because even when our faith is weak, your faith in us is amazing. Please grace us again with fortitude that we might be more bold in simple ways with people we know to try some of these little techniques to express your care in our bodies for them. We give you honor, praise, and glory. As together with faith, volume, and feeling, we pray glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much for coming. God bless your time.